Hello, and welcome. Bartleby. Yes, Artemis? Are you happy? Sure I am. It's time for our favorite podcast. Speak for yourself. I don't think I have a favorite podcast. I guess you just love all podcasts equally. Something like that. We're the Kinetic Paranormal Society. A pair of socks and a magic wardrobe traveling through time and space investigating the supernatural. Aren't you going to ask if I'm happy? You're listening to Metacosmos. No, Artemis, of course I'm not going to ask. Why not? Well, I know you really well, and I can tell when you're not happy. That's why I do this podcast. It's to cheer you up. That's what you think you're doing? Yeah, and it's working. Well, I don't want to be part of this podcast. Why don't you do this episode without me? Already done. And what's that supposed to mean? Well, remember the live episode we were planning? Oh dear, yes. Well, I already did it. I did it without you. You did it without me? Yeah! Oh, so I don't have to podcast in front of anyone? No, it's already done. I went to the house at Nice, and I talked to Rachel Griffith, and she told me about how she and her sister Caroline created the house of Nice, and we hung out with Lady and Albert. Lady and Albert were there? Yeah, it was just like the four of us hanging out and having a super cool conversation. Oh, you didn't invite me. But you didn't want to come and do it. But this sounds rather pleasant, and I would have loved to have seen Lady and Albert. Well, they said hi. Oh, did you say hello for me? No, but you can do it right now because they're listening to this episode. Oh, well, hello, lady. Hello, Albert. I'm I'm sorry I missed you. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, we all hung out at the House of Nice, and it was, it was really nice. What exactly is the House of Nice? <laughs> I can't tell you that. That's what I was asking Rachel about. But here, let me play you the show. Nice. Very nice. Nice. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hey, thanks for coming out to Metacosmos. This is our first live recorded episode, and we're doing it at the House of Nice with Rachel. Welcome. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Bartleby. Um, Do you want to say your name? Uh, My name is Rachel Griffith. I'm one of the co-founders, co-conspirators behind the House of Nice. So it takes a village to raise a House of Nice? Yes, absolutely. Uh, got it. Got absolutely. It. That's that's true. What is the House of Nice? This is what what do you call this place? It's like in the what category of business do you describe this place um, as? It is a salon and bookstore. Salon and bookstore. Like, okay, so when you say it's a salon, do you mean like in the old like European artisty sense? Kind of, but also hair. But also hair. We gotta pay the rent. Yeah. Somebody has to pay the rent so that like we can have salons. Yeah. Artists aren't the ones paying for much no yeah although sometimes they do pay for haircuts well they have hair yeah so and they also have a fashion sense and like a sense of style so artists are probably uh i bet you're getting good much of the the artist clientele by being a salon yeah and bookstore so these books are for sale they're not just for us to come in and read and do intellectual exchange you actually um i'm gonna show you it's hard to see because i i moved a plant but there is a sign that says yes these books are for sale. Oh, yes. So when you decided you were going to do a salon, you're like, I want to do a salon. Yeah. Was it first or was it, I want to do a bookstore? 
That's a really good question. I wanted to do, I've done hair for a long time and my sister was going to move here to town from Cave Junction, Oregon. Okay. And we wanted to do something together and it was late 2016 and the world felt kind of awful. Late 2000, I remember. Yeah. I was starting this podcast then. Okay. Yeah. And it felt very much like there was this bad, stupid man who was in charge of things. And I thought, if that guy could get that job, then we can do whatever we want. Dude. We can do anything we want. It was kind of inspiring in that way. It really was. You know, when you're like, yeah. oh my God, if this doofus can do all this. Yes. The rest of us just need more loans from our fathers. Yeah. yeah. But we didn't have that. Didn't have that. You didn't have that, but you yeah. had each other. We had each other. Uh, so yeah. it was, was she the one that said, look, I want to sell books? Yeah. And well, it was basically we sat down with some paper and said, what are we going to do? Like I knew that whatever. This is, this is Caroline. Caroline. My, yeah. Yes, yeah. my sister. We're going to share a space. What are the things we're going to do in that space? Mm. And we remembered as kids, we had this little cash register. It was really like a little um, piggy bank. But you could push the buttons and it made sounds, you know, so you could put your coins in and then go ka-ching or whatever. And we played store a lot. So ka-ching was like whatever. a dream for you guys. Yeah. You wanted to live the ka-ching dream. Together. Don't we all? Yeah. Ka-ching. Ka-ching. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So um, I have a question, though. I'm yeah. really curious. Yeah. You could have named this place anything. Instead, you gave it a really nice name. House of Nice. What does that mean to you? Well, it's really ambiguous. We liked that a lot. I'm ambidextrous too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why there's hair and books. It's ambidextrous. Exactly. But there's also knives and jewelry and houseplants. Um, the houseplants are also for sale. And then just stuff. And so House of Nice came from a long night of brainstorming. Okay. There were rejects then. There were names that didn't make muster. Yeah. Do you want to go public with those? Or is like, would it embarrass you? Would it, would it be lesser? So I have a couple and I had to really think about it. Okay. Because I know I have them written down somewhere, but I couldn't remember all of them. So the two that I remember the most that I always remember are Slut Hut. Slut Hut. <laughs> wow. Which... Yeah, felt a little too direct though, because we were like, that implies that there is something else that's been yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that does say something shady might be going on, and it's not just Exa a salon. <laughs> exactly. It's also a salon. Exactly. And it's not just also a salon. It's all, no, yeah, yeah. Not, not a direction you want to take. Um, and another one was Bitch Mart. Oh, which I also. See, I see some sort of like continuity where you're like taking words that are used as negative connotations. Right. And then owning them and saying that word's mine give yeah. it up but then we were like i don't know that i've met anybody that would call either of us either of those words oh it was more of a like if anyone ever called me that i'd own that i'd be like yeah but you didn't actually have that confrontation yeah like, and so lucky, lucky you i know congratulations Thank you. that's really powerful yeah you're really blessed thanks you, you realized that was a nice thing and decided to like maybe pivot well, and my husband was listening from the other room and he said, you guys are both really nice. Like people think you're nice. Why don't you yeah. make it you nice? Guys, we're tough, tough girls. Everyone's exactly. like, look at those sluts over there. No, they don't. Yeah. They're like, look no. at those nice ladies. Yeah. And this is their nice house. 
Exactly. Welcome and to the House of Nice. The House of Nice. And we liked it because it could just as easily be like a Chinese restaurant or like a If, if you know, you can pivot store. at any moment. Absolutely. Did you say sock store? Yeah. Oh. I did. I'm flattered. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so sweet of you. I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm just. That's so. Maybe. Let's just dream together. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Sucks. To yeah. Me. You're not going to sell me, right? You wouldn't do that, right? Well. Do you want to play questions? Yeah, I have a lot of questions. How? Oh. What? Why? Why not? What for? First, we need to make sure that they understand what a question is. Is there anyone else? What is the time? All right, and we're back. Okay. And so now it's your turn to ask me questions in my field of expertise, which is almost anything. So you, you got some questions for me today, Rachel? Um, not yet, but I'm going to think of one right now. Oh, um, man. I gave you weeks. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> really kept putting that off on the to-do list. You didn't have one I single think... question in the last since we last met? Like, Oh, I'm sure I've had a lot of them, but I don't like, really remember uh, you can't, them you, a lot. You can't remember like something you asked yourself about, how did I get to this point in my life? Nothing like that came up this week. It's been a pretty crazy it, week for a lot of people. I mean, I'm sure it has. I don't know if we've talked about this, but I have a, a kind of a new issue. I have a baby. You so have I, a baby. Yes. I have a baby. I met your baby. Oh, that's right. I met your baby. Your baby, like those cheeks. Yeah, she's delightful. Those cheeks could be like... Like, seriously, you cannot look at these babies' cheeks while driving. It would not be safe. I'm not even kidding. Like, oh, my intoxicating cheeks. So I guess a thing that I think about often, especially in regards to her, is what do you think babies have the ability to dream about? What, like, do we, can we only dream about things that we already know about? Okay, I don't know. You probably haven't listened to Metacosmos much. Just last week, we had an episode on reincarnation. It was called Dreaming of Blue Flowers. And so you should listen to that episode. Okay. Good stuff. And, and, and the, but I'm going to do maybe some spoiling it, but may not really. But the point being is that, yeah, there's a lot of evidence for reincarnation. It's not like, like we barely consider it metaphysical on this show. Because like, there's like, unless you have another reason why a kid remembers memories from a person and they know how they died and things about their life, from hundreds of miles away and like almost two years before they were born, unless you got a theory besides reincarnation, I'm willing to hear them out, but people are just kind of stumped on that one. Like, oh, their memories were contagious. That just sounds like a malarkey compared to, yeah, I got reborn, right? Okay, anyway, so maybe just dreaming about a past life. Yeah, but at the same time, the whatever happens between lives, we can't remember a lot of stuff. So maybe the dreaming space is where they forget those past lives. Um, That's why they got to sleep it off so much. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God. Hold on. You remind me of my, my, my friend in my past life. I think you might be them. But you remind me of them, and I'm going to need to, like, I'm just I'm going to nap it off. I'm going to nap it off, process that stuff. Lock it away in a cage, never to be felt or thought again. Done. Done with that. And it's probably really hard. Like, when you get reborn, you're like, oh, my gosh. It's you again. You're my mom this time, you say. My mom. Okay. All right. Going to sleep this one off. That's what I think is going on. 
She's remembering your guys' past lives together and she's just gonna nap it off again. I see. Man. What does it all add up to? Who? How would I know? Why do you ask? Are you serious? For that matter. Do you have any questions? Here's the question. What is space? Do you know about the relativity of babies? No. In time? No. Yeah, okay, okay. Dig this. This is you probably already thought about this. And eventually you're like, okay, so you're talking to a one month old. For them, one month is infinity. That's that's it. Yeah. And you're like, let's say you're like 30 something. And for you, like, let's just pick 31 just for convenience sake. Let's just pick a 31 year old parent just for convenience sake and say the 31 year old parent, that's their infinity. And they can divide their infinity, both of them, by by um, oh, 31. And like, so for, for you, a single year of your life is like a day for the baby. Like they're, they're, they go through one, one day is like your whole year. They're like, I gotta nap off these past lives all day, all year. So that's, that's um, how relativity works for babies in time. So when you're all wondering, like a baby's like, oh my, baby's like, oh, we're at this thing with my parents. I'm gonna think Yeah. Them. And they wake up and they're like, I'm still here. Are you kidding me? And they start crying because they're like, we've been here all year. Yeah. All year. Can we just please go back to the motherland? Which is at home. Yeah. And mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that really makes sense too when you think about the amount of, like what happens in their brains in a day. Oh yeah. Can, just the amount that they can learn and change and grow in such a small oh, amount of totally, time. Totally, totally. And it's like, and like when they're a week it's old, incredible. it's like one week is in like the same as your entire, in the case of the, our hypothetical 31 year old parent, their entire 31 years. Is there, no, that's not divisible by seven. But you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's all like the mathematics is all relative to how long you've been going around. And yeah. then every time you go around the earth, um, it becomes proportionally less feeling the last one. And that's why time is a spiral moving inward because the laps yeah. feel shorter every time you go around the spiral. You're like, oh my God, did yep. another one just go by? <laughs> you guys are elders. So you're see, I see you nodding. I, I'm describing it to listeners at home that our elders are nodding going, oh, you don't even realize how tight the spiral is gonna get, buddy. Yep. Pretty soon. <laughs> it flies by. Yeah, like when I'm, Isaac's calling you for kinetic races and you're like, oh my God, it's here again. Yes. You're like, I just did that. It was yesterday. Yes. You children, you children have no <laughs> idea how time moves. You have to ask questions. Do you have any other questions for me? Who do you think you are? Every question must have a definable answer and... What is that? Well... What are you driving at? I intend to find those answers. What's that? Okay, so we got a question in the audience. It's sort of a question, sort of a statement. When I was studying psychology, some theorists said there's this aspect of infants that they have a genius mind and they seem to know things and they live a life as you described it, they, but they put it in psychological terms that uh, these babies are creating and understanding at such a fast rate that uh, when you look into the baby's eyes, they look into you, they already know who you are. They, uh, they associate and feel and understand the universe all in one one quick blink like a day is a year as you were describing it wow. so i wanted to share that with you as you were interviewing i wonder if it's because they're using more of the right side of their brain 
because on the right side of the brain, they can like, you know, that's the part that looks at the room and takes it in all at once. And you're like, oh, yeah, there it is. The whole room. Just take it in in one big leap. So maybe it's like one of those right side of the brain dealy wheelies. Um, but I guess if they're processing faster. Wow. We should measure baby synapses. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't think any babies are signing up for this experiment, though. When you think about how new everything is, there's not already a lot in the memory bank to have to filter through. It's all just new and being absorbed and taken in without a bunch of extraneous knowledge already in oh, in the way. Oh, totally. When the hard drive is empty, you can just put that file anywhere. It just flies through. That's like easy. Oh. Once it gets all full of files, now everything gets slowed down. Oh my goodness. And, and not even that, just like it's super so that's so true. But those first files that you start putting in are like the foundational files yep. that you're then gonna start piling your other mail around. All that mail you don't wanna open in your psyche, you're just gonna be like, dump it on that chair that was from that formational memory I had the first time I saw pizza. Exactly. Wow, that was insightful. Thank you, lady. What in God's name is going on? What do you ask? What is it, Papa? And how can it be so powerful if it's invisible? All I do is ask questions, just like you do. That's the most important thing. Can you answer the question? Anybody oh, could do right. that. Do you want to play questions? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Hey, Rachel. Yes, Bartleby. Do you have any questions that you, have you thought of any, any, like, I know you already had a really good one. We covered some really great stuff with your baby. So, did you think of another question? Maybe something metaphysical? Honestly, baby time question, baby, that was existential as it gets. Yeah. Um, no. I guess I have, I have one question that is not related to anything. Um, oh, good. Those are the best. S- earlier, I heard someone mention Star Trek, and I, it made me think, is there anything that can't be done on a holodeck? Man, I wish Artemis was here. Oh, is he? He He's just loves complaining that. about Star Trek. It's his favorite thing, the, just the complaining part. And I've come to understand that it's majestic. And, and I love it. Okay, I'm going to try to feel this without him and see what I can do. Okay, so... Anything not possible on a holodeck, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like so far it's a playground and a sandbox for the writers to do whatever the fluff they want. Like they want to do a thing, do a thing. Because who's going to stop you from doing that thing when you're the writer of your own universe? I don't think there's anything that can't happen on a holodeck as long as you're the one writing the episode. Okay. Yeah. It's the same thing as like they say, oh, who wins in a comic book? fight between superheroes depends on who's writing the episode makes sense yeah or the comic book because that you call those episodes anyways so yeah now let's let's try to dig deeper though let's make our own holodeck real quick like okay we're gonna build our own holodeck and we're gonna think about what the limits of it would be and it's got to be made out of like somehow hard photons of light so i imagine if you ate food on a holodeck does it exist when you swallow it? Like, like you could bring your replicated food into the holodeck and eat that. But if you're on the holodeck and eating the light photon rays food, the photon rays could be the shape of a flavor on your taste buds. But then when they went into your mouth, would they still be projecting onto you and into you? And can they even do it once it's in your mouth? 
No, I don't. And I don't think there's any nutrients. There's no food. There's no, there's there's no, no nutrients food. inside yeah. the holodeck. You can't take it with you. Yeah. 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 But Isaac's father used to say, yeah, we don't got a lot of money, but they say you can't take it with you, but I think you can. And then he'd eat a strawberry. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty funny. So, yeah, you can take it with you if you're not on the holodeck and you make sure you eat it. And if you, it's, it helps if you have it, if you eat it with good friends. You know. Indeed. So, um, yeah. That, I think, just about summarizes it up. So thanks, guys, for coming out, Lainey, Howard. Rachel, thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. Thanks, and, for, thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome. So thank you all so much. I am Bartleby Nehi. This is the House of Nice. If you need your haircut or you need a book or you need a, a, a sharp knife or a sharp idea, you can't see it anywhere on the show, but we we had to take our signs out of the window because our window was broken uh, by this beautiful rainbow in the earthquake in December. But we used to have a sign hanging that says advice. First, it was kind of just to see if anybody would come in to ask for advice. And people did. It was really interesting how many people were like, oh, actually, yeah, I would like some advice just as I'm walking down the street. But no legal advice. OK, okay. can I ask a favor from you, yeah. Rachel? Yeah, yeah. Can I make a menu of Metacosmos episodes for people to come in and be like, oh, you can have our advice. You can also look at a medic menu for Metacosmos. Yeah. He's got great advice. Yeah. And you can send people to ask me questions and also to like listen to the advice I've already extolled. Yeah. So, wow. Advice. So, yeah, come to the House of Nice when you need some advice. And don't not also go to Metacosmos and ask. <laughs> Get double advice. Well, I think you're going to have an easier time, though, because it's a little more anonymous. I'm, like, threatening to air their questions on the Internet. People like that, though. Have you seen the amount of things like that on the Internet where people write in advice about, like, their very personal things? That's why people write in with anonymous names. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's what they're those all are called for. Like no one Theodore. wants to be known as yeah. the person who came in, and especially in Humboldt. Because uh, people were like, recognize their voice and their name and like, oh, I didn't know things were like that at home. <laughs> <laughs> you should follow that Sox advice. You should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, again, this is great. This is the longest ending ever. Thanks a lot, everybody, <laughs> for coming out. This is amazing. Um, yeah, back to you, Artemis. Oh, well, that was lovely. But it leaves me with this feeling. Is there a past tense for FOMO? Now that's a good question. Because if there is, I think I have it. I think it's just another kind of regret. Oh. Okay, well then, chalk one more up to the list. How am I suddenly regretting not podcasting? Yeah, I regret not podcasting every conversation we have. Oh my. Yeah, support for Metacosmos comes from listeners like you. Go to patreon.com slash bluefoot where you can help our producer, Isaac Bluefoot. We kind of hold him hostage. Tell me about it. But he works really hard, and you can help support all that work he does. See it all at kineticparanormalsociety.com, where you can listen to the other podcasts he produces for us, and all kinds of other stuff, like make it your homepage. Isaac Bluefoot also produces Superman, Son of Al, the unauthorized biography of Clark Kent. Listen to it at sonofalpodcast.com, or find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Superman, son of Al. Additional support for Metacosmos comes from Humboldt Hot Air. HumboldtHotAir.org. 
where you can listen to so many cool things anytime live on the internet. Finally, if you haven't already done it, get yourself a deck of Omen Quest cards at omenquestcards.com. It's a deck of cards Isaac made, and like, it's crazy cool. In a way that's like pretty much impossible to describe with words, but once you do it, you'll understand. So, yeah, thanks for sticking around, and I love you. I can't believe you went out to hang out with Lady and Albert without me. Artemis, are you saying you want to go out and do more stuff with me?